Hey, I'm Claire. And I'm Janice. And this is The X-Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. We are breakup coaches here to help you beat your breakup, heal your broken heart, and move on to an amazing, abundant life. Hi everyone, welcome back. We've got a really good episode for you today. Um, I know you clicked on it so you know what's coming um, and <laughs> Hi, we're just really excited to dive into what can be a very heavy subject but we're going to yeah. try to make it as optimistic and uplifting as possible. But before we begin that what do you want to hear about? Send us a DM with your topic idea and we will consider it for an upcoming episode. We love getting suggestions in our DMs and we also love answering questions in our Facebook group. We go live in there every Monday um, and answer listener questions um, live. And it becomes like this really fun back and forth with whoever's there live. And then the recording is available afterwards um, for anyone who missed it. So that's a great way to get kind of your unique question answered by us fall free in our Facebook yeah. group. So it's been really great to connect with a lot of listeners over there yeah. who have sent us DMs. And, you know, we've said, what would you think about us answering this live in the group? And then, yeah, we hear from them after saying, oh, I listened. That was so great, you know, to hear you guys discussing my question. Thank you. Yeah, so, yeah definitely come so over and cool. join us. Yeah, it's a really active, supportive group. Like, Anytime someone drops a question in there, which is like, honestly, multiple times a day now, yes. mm -hmm. um, like everyone's jumping in there in the comments being like, no, you've got this. Yeah, like, really I went through this too, mm. and this is what helped me. And it's just, it's so cool to see. So I'm like literally getting goosebumps right now thinking about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> it has really become a very magical space and yeah. just even it's exceeded our expectations. Oh, totally. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And if you are struggling with feelings of love toward your ex, I personally know how painful it can be. I think both of us do. And we are here to help. We both work very closely with people who face this specific challenge during mm -hmm. a breakup mm -hmm. and would love to be there for you. Having someone who is objective, who is outside of the situation, who has yeah. experience in this can be very helpful when you are dealing with these feelings. Yeah. So DM us for information on our current coaching offerings. We're here for you. Yeah, we're here. So the early days of a breakup can be really tough and extremely painful. I know newsflash. Um, <laughs> you've probably noticed one thing that's particularly hard is if you're struggling with feelings of still loving the person Feeling still in love with an ex can just leave like a pain in your heart that Ugh. you just will physically experience. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So this pain and these feelings can often lead to thought patterns and ways of looking at your breakup that can be detrimental to your healing just slow you down. Yes. Yep. You can definitely get stuck in like lots of black and white thinking yeah. and you can you know feel so much physical and mental pain that it can be maybe hard to make decisions it can really be hard to just like get out of the agony 
yeah. of it, you yes. know, and, and really decide what you need to do to heal. Um, and I know from personal experience and talking to a lot of people that you can also just get really, really stuck in racing thoughts and you can yeah. get stuck in, you know, thought patterns and ways of thinking that include, I will never love anyone as much as them. Uh, we do have an episode on this that I will share in the show notes. Mm-hmm. We were perfect for each other. Why did I screw it up? Mm. I will never get over losing them. What we had was amazing. I'll never have that again. I can't get over them and never will. And I should have done things differently. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of regret and guilt and shame that you don't yeah. really don't need when you're trying to heal and look towards the future, but it's just, it's just natural. This is what happens. Yeah. Big shame mm-hmm. energy. Yeah. Um, and uh, like some other ones just from my personal experience mm-hmm. of going through a period of this yeah. is like, we were meant to be together. That was my one chance at happiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, um, those, those were just two big ones that, um, were kind of, I guess, different angles of mm-hmm. these same thoughts of being yeah. like, basically that was it. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. and the future yep. looks dark. <laughs> you I know? mean, made for each other, meant yeah. to be together. Yeah. yeah. That's hard to get over. And it's hard to really think towards the future. I mean, how can you possibly think about, you know, being happy alone or being happy with someone else if you you know are yeah. telling yourself that you know you're just the one like it's all downhill from here is, yeah. you know yeah. yeah and I mean obviously these are the type of types of things that you look a year from now and think whoa I can't believe I thought that way but it's mm-hmm. impossible to even have that type of perspective when you're in the midst of it yeah yeah and as real as these feelings of love for your ex are and as devastated as you may feel about things ending you can still heal from this breakup and you can still move to a better place and you can even do this while still loving the person um i take the perspective that the person you fell in love with you're always going to have a soft spot for them you're always Mm -hmm. going to have the things that you fell for them for um whether that person even exists anymore um that that doesn't matter because people like change and people grow and you know that person that you knew will always have a place in your heart but um we'll talk about how that can be true and you can still heal um yeah, it's love is complicated, but it's not Certainly people are complicated. Relationships yeah. are very complicated. Exactly. And breakups are as well. And healing from them is too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and just a word here, we aren't trying to like bypass the pain of this healing. Um, healing is going through the pain, not about just like stopping it or cutting it off and being like no tell yourself you're not in love with them anymore just repeat it like until you believe it you know like we're we're here to like offer you know actual real world advice here um and yeah yeah. not denying the pain not denying um you know even you might feel very hurt right now 
I think, especially if you feel like you are really in love with this person, you've just lost that relationship. And so processing it is important um, because if you don't, it can rear its head in some ugly ways when, and if you do start dating again. Yeah. So do allow yourself to, you know, think about it, experience it and process it. And we've got a lot of tips here for how you can do that. Yeah. So first up, allow yourself compassion. It can be very hard to shut off feelings for a person and then add to it how disruptive a breakup can be. It can just, it can do a number on a person. Yeah. Um, so don't shame yourself for struggling and don't shame yourself for still having feelings for this person. And while it's important to feel that you're walking in a direction of moving forward, there's no timeline. You don't have to be over it in a week or a month. Um, yes. It, yes. It really Absolutely. depends on you. Yep. I yeah. hate that advice. That's a very strong word to use, but I, I hate when people's like family and friends start getting down on them yeah. for, you know, still being in the midst of, of the pain, you know, a month later, even several months later. Yeah. I think you do need to be moving forward. You know, if you're just day in, day out depressed, you know, yeah. you need to do something about it, but over it, maybe, maybe not. And yeah. don't shame yourself if you're not. Yeah. It is also important to not allow others to shame you either. Just like you were saying, like Mm -hmm. we've often said on the show, how after the initial weeks of breakup, like your friends and family are like, come on, like get over it. Um, Like best way to get over someone is to get under someone else. Oh my God. I was just thinking about that last night. I was thinking about I think I had a dream actually about that why oh my god oh was I this is so weird it's just coming back to me now I had a dream about exactly what you said the best way to get over someone is to get under someone and the person who I was saying it to didn't know what it meant oh and you had to be like like like, you know know, like like (laughs) under them back to you oh, oh my that's God. also insane that you're saying that. <laughs> okay we're yeah. just we're just I on mean, the same wavelength here uh, that we could actually do an episode on that yeah. because I mean there's some good and some bad parts too yeah you know, dating pro again, tip it sex. won't if yeah. you're not ready to be over someone yeah but I guess if you are I mean I know I've had I've had times after a breakup where the first time I had sex with someone else it was kind of like if symbolic, sex, but um, um, in a couple of cases, oh yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah. let's definitely anyway, write that down. We digress. Okay. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's it is healthy to talk about the breakup less and less as time mm-hmm. goes on because, yeah. like, obsessing over it can keep you stuck at some point. Yes. Um, So if you're feeling like you really need to continue to process and be heard and your family and friends are not having it, it's good to seek help from a therapist or a coach, even if your friends and family are okay with like hearing about this, um, you know, as time goes on, like having someone outside of the situation, like a therapist or coach can be really helpful because, you know, you're... I mean, best case scenario, your friends and family have a stake in it. They want you to be happy and they'll tell you whatever they think will make you happy. And sometimes that 
isn't actually what's going to make you happy. Um, yeah, trite and cliched advice. Yeah, you know, yeah. some oh, you know, people think it's gonna help, but yeah, always. exactly. So yeah, um, so just know, you know, they may be truly trying to help, um, but like really trying not to internalize whatever messaging you're getting from friends and family and instead taking your own journey and perhaps getting help from a professional that's really going to help you we have loved creating free and accessible healing resources for people around the world who are looking for support on their breakups broken hearts and moving on journeys Each day, we receive DMs from many of you who have let us know the positive impact X-Files is making in your life. Our vision for the second year of our show is something that we both feel so completely. We are looking forward to continuing to share useful resources each week, but also expanding our offerings to help people go more deeply with their healing and growth. Part of our vision is expanding the connection with our community. And to do that, we are thrilled to be launching the X-Files Patreon. Growing this aspect of our community will allow us to keep creating great content for everyone each week and also start developing even more healing resources and support. We would love for you to be part of the first group of the X-Files patrons. So head to the link in the show notes now to sign up for either the $5 or the $10 level. And we will both be looking forward to connecting with you very soon. Um, And uh, it's important to remember that one pattern that's really easy to fall into when you are still in love with an ex is to really dwell on the guilt and regret of your own actions. This is something that we see a lot as coaches. Um, And in a way, it's good to be self-reflective. Breakups do teach us a lot. They teach us about how we show up in relationships, how we interact with people, the types of partners we are. So a breakup is going to, you know, bring all of that kind of to the, to the forefront. Mm -hmm. And yes, we may pinpoint things that we would like to do differently next time. And something that Claire and I have talked a lot about recently is how to reframe this thought Mm -hmm. pattern. So one way to do it, and we probably mentioned it on an episode even is taking the regret and changing it from, I regret that I, you know, did this, was this way, this, and saying instead, what I will do different in the future is, or what I will do in my next relationship is, rather than looking to the past constantly and beating yourself up about it just over and over again. You can't change what you did trying to go back in relationships often doesn't work. So it's really best to look for towards the future and be glad that Mm -hmm. you learned the lesson. Yeah. So our next tip is to take realistic inventory of the relationship. So beginning with thinking about what type of love and what type of connection it really was. Mm -hmm. Be honest with yourself. Um, This is especially true. Like one one example is relationships that were not necessarily long-term 
And that's because as we've spoken about before, we often don't get a true sense of what the relationship would have been like long-term mm -hmm. because even though we're bonded with the person, we are still in the honeymoon phase yeah. and also fading affect bias. We're going to remember the good stuff more than the bad stuff. So think about that. If you were you know, if this doesn't apply to you, you were in a longer term relationship, um, really consider the fact that as you're in pain, you're just going to get like flashback after flashback of all the good times and forget these bad times. And so being honest with yourself and being like, no, really, was this really as good as those good times were? Yes. Like, and do I really know that it was? Because if it was shorter than three years, you don't completely know if you would have yeah. been able to go another three years. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't mean that the love, though, wasn't wasn't real. Real. I never yeah. want anyone to think when we're talking about the honeymoon phase that we we're not saying that we're saying that the love isn't real. It's just yeah. as real as as anything. But whether or not the relationship would have gone the distance that may or may not have been real. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've had someone when I was dealing with a breakup, tell me that he never really loved me <sighs> and that was not helpful no. at all. Mm -hmm. Um, because I'm like, no, don't tell me that. Um, yeah, that's that a I could just thing to say. know someone uh -huh. better in mm -hmm. more intimately than anyone else. And you're telling me from like, you know, seeing this person once or something like that, that, you could tell that they didn't love me like that's that's so hurtful so so wait um you're saying that a friend told you that your ex didn't love you yeah okay so was that clear that it was someone outside Probably. of the situation yeah. who was like well mm -hmm. he never really loved you so mm -hmm. like okay super yeah okay well not super that's that's I know. a shitty thing to tell someone all right yeah. i'm yeah, sorry no that's and it that's just it's not helpful like that's the thing I, I think, yeah, saying something like that, you know, I think the person probably has good intentions, but it just makes you hurt even more, you yeah. know, when you lost someone. So you're like, everything was a lie. Yeah. I was alone. If you believe yeah, that person, it's, you know, yeah, not you're useful. like, you know, right. You're right. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. I mean, that I think if I heard that, I'd just feel kind of stupid and embarrassed. Yeah, just, it's just taking yeah. your, like, your personal power away basically totally. and being yeah. like no you can be with someone and they can just be lying to your face with their actions and well someone I mean people don't know what you're of the experiencing yeah yeah mm -hmm. and it's like oh someone outside of the situation can know more about it than you do you know mm -hmm. like that's yeah yeah completely I've been there for sure so as far as what type of love it was I thought it would be really helpful here to briefly review the triangle of love theory I mm -hmm. personally find this helpful and interesting so I thought we'd go over it just really briefly here mm -hmm. if you want to take a deep dive into it um, check out episode 35, chemistry versus compatibility, where we go into great detail about how you can connect with someone and still not be compatible. Mm -hmm. So for the purposes of this episode, I will briefly review it. The triangle theory of love suggests that the most optimal type of love that will lead to a long lasting relationship is called consummate love, which is a combination of intimacy, commitment, and passion. 
when it comes down to it, a lot of relationships that end are because as much as we want to believe otherwise, we didn't actually have all three. Mm. A quick overview of what this means, right? If you have passion and intimacy in your relationship, that's considered romantic love. A lot of younger relationships may fall into this category. If you have intimacy and commitment, it's considered companion love. If you have passion and commitment, it's considered fatuous love. So you might want to take a look at your relationship. Once you're ready, doing a relationship inventory, which is something I do with my clients, can be helpful. I think you need to have a tiny bit of distance from the breakup before you take a yeah. you know, deep dive into the past. Um, but I also very, very much believe that it can help you to move forward. Yeah. So you need that passion, intimacy, and commitment from both partners. It doesn't matter if you're super committed, if they're not, you need it yeah. to be shared and for both partners to have all three of these things um, for a relationship to make, make the distance. So next up, know that these feelings are much stronger after the breakup. Mm -hmm. Like emotions run really, really high after a breakup. It's easy to catastrophize this, those feelings of loss, rejection, regret, sorrow, bring up things in our system that are really, really intense. And sometimes we register this as feelings of love or longing for someone. And sometimes they are, but they will be more intense in the early days, weeks, and months after a relationship ends. And I like to think of it you know, as like a physical injury, it's going to hurt the most right after it happens. And then you kind of, you let it heal and start the healing process and the pain becomes much more manageable. And then, you know, um, as, as it heals, like maybe you do physical therapy. So like, you're going to be bringing up things that hurt it just a little bit in order to get stronger and learn from it and Mm -hmm. recover. But there's going to come a time where you're like, Oh my God, my ankle hasn't hurt me in like months. Like, yeah. and I just haven't been thinking about it. That's so and true. So- I've had this ongoing, I, I hurt my wrist about almost exactly a year ago and uh, it took ages to get it to a place where I could, you know, even do a downward dog. Like it yeah. seriously got to me and I was wearing a brace for months. And then I did notice eventually that I, it, I didn't feel it at all. And then, but once in a while I will do an exercise and for a couple days, I can't use it anymore. You know, it comes back up, but the, it's much less, it's much, it's much less painful and the times are shorter. And so, yeah, you know, you'll have thoughts about your ex that will come up, but um, the longer, um, the more time goes by and the more committed you are to your healing, it gets easier. Yeah. It gets easier, especially because you're like, oh, like this twinge of pain has come up before it'll pass. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just part mm-hmm. of it. <laughs> Definitely not fun, but yeah, yes, it's, it's, a, it's not it. fun. Mm-hmm. Like we don't want you to feel that way, but unfortunately the only way over it is through it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, isn't the English language just fun? Speaking <laughs> of 
our next point, Janice. Yes. All right. So I really want everyone to hear this. So another tip, if you still feel like you're in love with your ex, accept that love is a noun and also a verb. And I actually mean this literally, even in dictionaries. All right. Yeah. You can care about a person and even have feelings of love, be in love with them while still deciding that love is an action is something that you won't do anymore. Something you can't do anymore. Something you're not doing anymore. Mm -hmm. This applies to many types of relationships and breakups. Ultimately, Having a committed relationship takes two people who are willing to take the many actions involved in keeping it together. Healing from a breakup takes you committing to stop taking the actions and instead taking the actions to love yourself and begin to move on. Yeah. Yeah. This reminds me a lot of what I talked about in my most recent solo. Yeah. Um, Which we're going to drop in the show notes for sure. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So go listen to that because uh, there was a, a, a time when I made a decision to stop taking the action verb Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) of loving someone, even though like noun wise, there was still love there. So Yeah. One way to begin taking this action is to evaluate your self-care practices and your daily routines. So having these feelings of missing someone and wanting them back can cloud our judgment and lead to not caring for ourselves in the most productive and powerful ways. And right now you need an extra dose of pampering. You deserve it. Self-worth. Like that is really what's going to carry you through anything hard in your life. And being really intentional about it as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Something that I always use and refer to often is something I completely just came up with on my own. And that is um, in the first week of a breakup, maybe two weeks. Like, I mean, really when you're, it it is over and life sucks. (laughs) I really think that it can be very therapeutic to have a week where you just say, I'm going to be indulgent. I'm going to spoil myself. I'm going to be lazy. I'm going to distract myself and just really do things to make things easy and to take your mind off the breakup and, Mm. and feel good. And even if it's some things that we might not always recommend that you normally do, you know, maybe some junk food, you know, for instance, (laughs) that, that type of thing, but, and just say, it's just going to be for this, this week. And I think if you're able to put a container on it, that it can be a very good way to reset your system before diving into, you know, the proactive healing and the quote work. Mm -hmm. And it's certainly a good thing to do before trying, before starting to try and process the relationship breakdown or examining your patterns and roles. So if you are in pain over this don't then say well I'm going to do my relationship inventory I'm going to you know look at my patterns I'm going to look at the things I want to change yeah you know give yourself this buffer give yourself this week Mm -hmm. to um to love yourself up before diving into this yeah and like we've talked about breakup brain before Mm -hmm. like you're not operating at full capacity right now like you can't um be 
making decisions with a clear head. Um, studies have even said that your IQ drops like immediately yep. after a breakup, like when the, like bringing it back to the physical injury thing, like you wouldn't be like, Oh, why did my leg break? Let me go and relive the accident over and over again. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. you know, watch it break over and over again like, what part no, did i take play killers <laughs> go to the doctor totally. like get it fixed totally. up yes. rest and then you can start working on okay so i now know i need to strengthen this outer muscle on my leg or like blah 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 but wonderful example in, yeah. in the week that you're taking the pain medicine there will be enough healing that takes place for you yeah. to start doing the work Yes. Without yes. as much pain. Yeah. And don't operate <laughs> heavy machinery while yes. you're in pain yes. and on absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, and I mean, I am talking just Netflix and or whatever. If that's your thing, that's your thing. Just, just whatever it is, sink into it. Yeah. And also, you know, maybe see what you can do to lessen your, you know, commitments for, for that yeah. week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, go back to the things that you really love. Like maybe it's like, rereading harry potter for like the 12th time or something you know do something Mm -hmm. that's going to like take you back to yourself um and really like distract your mind so that's that's the first week so Mm -hmm. janice is uh i swear uh, by ending (laughs) (laughs) um not really but like really um so beside the first week it is a good time to look at your routines at your self-talk take a peek at your diet your sleep your weekend activities commitments friendship and other things that go into a great self-care practice a lot of times um in relationships those fall away because you start doing like what your partner wants to do and stuff so like coming back to what you actually enjoy and it may sound trite but right now it's largely about survival mode right now when it's at the very beginning, or I would argue like when you have a major trigger, like, um, you know, if, if you have to work with your partner at like grad school or at work Mm -hmm. or something like that, um, you know, these are more like one off things. Like you run into them at a party or something and you feel very triggered and kind of taken back to that first week almost um I think you can you can then make the argument for like okay we're just gonna reset it won't be as bad as the first time but (laughs) you know reset having some maybe some go-tos you know things that you know will make you feel better when when times like that happen yeah all right so something else that is really important when struggling with feelings of still loving an ex is accepting that you have power over your thoughts (laughs) and learning how to redirect them. I know this takes a lot of work, you know, daily, but when you decide to do it, you can. Yes. Yeah. I love mindfulness. Um, I mean, I know it's such a popular term right now, but I think, um, one of the things, you know, just let me start with an overview of what mindfulness is, and then I'll clarify how to better think about it. Um, So mindfulness is to start tapping into the difference between your thoughts and your awareness. Um, 
so you're actually the the thing the being that is observing your thoughts so your brain that that just programming it's just trying to keep you alive so its job is to think of worst case scenario and throw spaghetti at the wall like thought 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 like I hope this keeps her alive um and you know although like a breakup won't kill you your brain doesn't know that um especially as we are kind of hardwired to really really avoid rejection wherever possible so your brain is going to be catastrophizing it's going to be thinking you're never gonna love again you're like alone forever now like you're gonna die alone like Mm -hmm. or you've got to be in touch with them I need to see how they are I miss them Yeah. Yeah. All of these thoughts um, are just your brain trying to give you ideas on how to keep you alive. Um, So thanks brain. Mm -hmm. But those are not necessarily true. They are not true. Um, And you can choose which thoughts you believe because you're actually not the person thinking those thoughts. They're just like coming out of of the ether whatever and you get to choose which ones actually apply to you and so mindfulness is slowing down and getting clear about that difference um and i think where people get frustrated with mindfulness and hearing about it all the time is they're like well um i've been trying but i'm still having all those thoughts it's like right right it's not gonna stop um it's that you get better and quicker at refocusing after having a painful thought and being like, no, actually, I don't choose that. I'm going to come back to my chosen truth. Um, so that's that's my soapbox on mindfulness. <laughs> and Claire works with people on this in breakups. Um, yes. I, I mean, we both do it, you know, to a certain extent. And mm-hmm. so if this sounds like it's overwhelming to you or like, perhaps, you know, she just doesn't get your <laughs> situation, yeah. you know, be in touch with us. This takes practice. Sometimes it can take, you know, people who, um, you know, have, training and experience in this. Mm-hmm. I know for me, I have changed some really destructive patterns with, with attention to mindfulness and we can help you do it too. Yeah. So another thing that can help, which is similar to what we talked about as far as the relationship inventory and looking at what type of love it was, is looking at the reality of the relationship, the person and the breakup. So be- besides taking the inventory of the relationship, This is one circumstance in which looking at the negatives of a situation can actually help. If you're overwhelmed with feelings of still being in love with your ex, then you may be idealizing them as a defense mechanism or holding on to the happy memories to protect yourself from the pain. And once again... I guess if you're doing the X-Files drinking game, this would be where you might take a drink because we're going to refer to the fading affect bias <laughs> and the te- tendency our mind has to hold on to the positive memories over the negative ones. Yes, completely. Um, yes. So making lists of what went wrong, all the things that you disliked about the relationship and the things about your partner that may have let you down or that you disliked is some of the most basic 
breakup advice. And yet it helps us to have the gratitude for the fact the relationship ended, even if we still love and care about the person. Like we said, people are complicated. Good comes with bad. And being able to see the whole picture for what it was and being like, damn, I really miss this person. We had some really good times, but I don't want to live with this one thing for the rest of my life. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that Completely. can be really, really powerful. Yes. I and just a- being like, both are true. Yeah. I had a, um, a lot of drama in my relationship and tons of fights before we, my ex and I separated. And I actually did this before I, you know, pulled the plug because everything was just such a constant nightmare and we just weren't getting along. And he was very hard to get along with in the end. And I, I, I mean, yes, there's two sides, but for me, it was just, Oh God. Yeah. I felt like I was getting ulcers and, um, Uh, So I did make this list and I was able to kind of step back and just say, you know what, this is shit. I, you know, this has actually (laughs) been going on for a while there, you know, he's not open to seeing any of this and this is no way to live. And I actually don't think I want to do this anymore as much as I valued the relationship. Um, It just really gave me the perspective I needed. Yeah. And you know what, like, what is bad for one person cannot be good for the other mm-hmm. like you yeah. know if you're having a terrible time like um for you Janice like he wasn't like stoked probably on how things were either oh no which you, you know? made very clear <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like sometimes you know one person will you know take the action of actually ending the relationship yeah yeah that's what I didn't get it, I, it, you know he did kind of just I wasn't staying in the conflict yeah you know? exactly mm-hmm. it's like yes. well we're both unhappy let's right. do something about it yes um mm-hmm. and even when you go into it with that perspective it doesn't mean that getting over the breakup won't be hard <laughs> yep. absolutely yeah. Um, it made some things easier but yeah yeah for sure a lot of people may be listening and thinking that this work doesn't apply to them because they loved everything about their partner and didn't have any complaints and were therefore caught off guard by the breakup or that the relationship was perfect until the moment it ended yeah well I would suggest you know like Janice has this as a requirement for Mm -hmm. this exercise with her clients is that you have to list at least 10 things Mm -hmm. on each of these lists to get the ball rolling. Yep. No relationship is perfect and no breakup happens because the relationship was perfect. And anyone can make these lists no matter how good you thought it was. Um, And these lists don't negate the fact that there were a lot of good things. It's just looking at it clearly um, and, you know, not burying your head in the sand and being like, no, it was perfect. I don't understand why they would end it, you know? Right. I mean, this is not the time to be making a list of all the things you love about your partner for Valentine's Day. All right. (laughs) We're shifting gears here, people. Um, So, yes, please do it. All right. Another tip is give yourself closure. (laughs) Getting real closure around your relationship ending may help you to move on if you have strong feelings of love for an ex. 
Mm-hmm. If these feelings are holding you back from either healing or moving on, it can help to fully accept that things have ended and to write your own story about this ending. Remember, this closure is only something that you can give yourself and your ex's side of the story or experience with the breakups is irrelevant when it comes to being able to close this chapter and move to another one. Yeah. Yeah. Like obviously everything, every story has two sides or more to it. Mm -hmm. Um, but your healing really depends only on your side of the story and giving yourself the closure. And I want to emphasize that again, giving yourself closure doesn't mean setting up a conversation with your ex. I was hoping you were going (laughs) to say that because even though we do talk about this a lot, we still get asked about this final conversation and how to do it. And I I just think it's salt on an open wound and it's not going to be as powerful as giving it to yourself. Yeah. And you know, I've, I've talked about this with clients before, um, with dumpster fire, I had months of having conversations about why it ended and why we Mm. can be Mm. together Mm -hmm. and being like, well, what about this? What about this? You know what? None of those conversations. And I, you know, like the poor guy, uh, (laughs) like, cause we were trying to stay friends, you know, whatever that meant. Um, and like, he would just patiently tell me like the same things over and over and it never fucking helped me, you know? And like, if you are the the one, you know, in quotes, who is feeling like, you, you know, you're still in love and maybe possibly this other one, uh, the other person has ended it, it's only going to hurt more and more and more to yeah. have, you know, to have these conversations and to be told why someone doesn't want to be with you. Yeah. <laughs> so no. Um, so we don't recommend that. Just want to say it again. A few ways you can begin to give yourself closure about a relationship when you are still feeling in love, performing a breakup ritual. I will link to that episode, performing a cord cutting ritual, mm-hmm. um, doing the journaling, writing your own story. Claire's going to go over some breakup journaling exercises that can help you with this. Yeah. And for cord cutting, I actually have... Um, on insight timer, which is a free. Oh yeah. Um, I have a cord cutting meditation that I recorded. So link in the show notes, a guided, um, meditation track, um, Mm -hmm. for how to do a cord cutting meditation, go to insight timer. Yeah. Um, you can just look up Claire on insight and it will take you there. Yeah. Yeah. So journaling, Mm -hmm. we love journaling. A few prompts for the specific thing include what I never got to tell you is I deserve better because why I am upset about this breakup is I am ready to let go of fill in the blank. Um, And that can help you focus in on those thoughts. And when you're writing, it's just, it's moving energy through you. Like we have probably talked about our love affair with journaling like so many times so if you've listened <laughs> that would be to, another shot <laughs> yeah <laughs> that would be yeah fading affect bias take a shot journaling take a shot mindfulness take a shot um I mean I know 
yeah, I, I worry sometimes that we're triggering to people who are, um, you know, sober or anything like that. So if, oh. um, <laughs> not if my intention. That you, that is not our intention. And that could be a shot of celery juice or something like that too. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so our next tip is don't wait around. Oh my God. Ah. Oh. Another thing, you know, we were talking about cliched advice, you know, best way to get over someone's get under someone. Another one is <laughs> um, let someone go. And if it's meant to be, they'll come back to you. And I think that comes like ties into waiting around because um, what people um, never clarify with that statement is that means moving on with your life and practicing non-attachment to someone coming back or not um so if you're feeling like oh you know they'll change their mind I'll just I'll just kind of live a half life and be here for them yeah. when they come oh. back you know mm-hmm. um pop culture has perpetuated this idea for hundreds of years honestly um and this idea that love is something to fight for and therefore if you love someone you should wait for them to come around and not give up on them and it's just like such a defeating mentality and it it you know it just holds you back from being happy and from living a full life you don't get another chance to do this again like this is your one life do you Mm -hmm. want to spend it waiting for someone Mm -hmm. you know that's just it's it's not good we don't want that for you we want you to have a full life (laughs) um and you know if you make holding on to someone in action it just it is not giving you a full life Um, So regardless of the reason for the breakup, the healthiest thing you can do after it happens is to focus on your own growth, your healing, what you can learn, how can you can move forward independently. You will always come out on top if you approach things this way. Whether in or out of relationships, never put your life on hold in order to win someone's love. As someone who has done this, no mm-hmm. good can come of it. Yeah. Do not put your life on hold to prove your love, to fix a relationship or to get someone back. Yeah. Love is not a chase. When you decide to win someone over, you put out a lot of clinging and desperate energy into a big portion of your life. And like Claire said, you only get one of them. This energy can really easily spill into all other aspects of your life. How we do something is how we do everything. Yeah, It isn't an optimal way to show up in the world. It's not an optimal way to show up for this person. Relationships are reciprocal and you can't show up fully if you are so focused on just the other person and winning them over. As hard as it is to accept, remember that no one can be talked into a relationship or convinced to be in one. You know, yeah. nor should, I mean, you deserve better. Yeah. Um, and if you did talk them into it, it wouldn't be a relationship that was healthy. Yeah. If your ex is the one who has ended things. Try to remember that they had the right to do so. 
It's probably yeah. one of the hardest things to accept if you're listening to this because you're in, in pain right now. Yeah. But just, just, yeah, just try and just keep that in, just keep that in mind. Just know like the short term, like intense pain of a breakup is better than the long-term pain of being with someone who doesn't fully want to be there. You deserve an enthusiastically there partner. (laughs) Agreed. Yes. It's like consent, right? It's like enthusiastic verbal consent. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Everyone, you deserve it. It's out there. You know, at least give it to yourself. And if you want to give yourself, you know, ecstatic love, it won't be by putting your life on hold for um, yeah. some, someone who isn't ready or prepared or wanting to be in a relationship. Yeah. All right. So the last tip of advice or the last piece of advice that we're going to give is also perhaps one of the most applicable and um, practical. And that is do not reach out to see how your ex is, to see if they still care, ask what their experience is, ask how they are, tell them you miss them. No, (laughs) yeah, this is one of the, you know, best examples of why going no contact can be helpful. If you have contact with your ex, especially if you have strong feelings for this person, um, having contact with them can lead to a vicious cycle of longing, emotional crashes, regret, longing, emotional crashes, and regret. regret. (laughs) It's just, it doesn't work. It doesn't help. It's going to keep you in this horrible cycle. You're going to maybe feel great if they answer. You're going to crash when nothing comes of it. Just stop. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things where the compulsion to do this is going to be so strong in the moment. Mm -hmm. And you just have to keep the faith that the compulsion will leave eventually if you hold off long enough. Mm-hmm. And if you do find, because we've gotten questions about this and it's inevitable that you're human and sometimes you will do things that you know are not good for you. If you have, um, quote failed at no contact and you did reach out and start a conversation that you get to restart every time and yes it slows you down a little bit but all hope is not lost all of your progress is not lost you can restart and sometimes you can make that like slip up so to speak be one of your like rocks that you then hold on to as you keep yeah. moving into the future and you're yeah. like yeah saying, I don't want to feel like this I don't want to feel like mm-hmm. that again I did yeah. that and it wasn't great and now it'll yeah. give you a lot of strength as you like recommit to no contact so you know like the last thing you need is more shame and blame and beating yourself up. So if you do slip up, if that has happened, be gentle with yourself, recommit. It's never too late to just start over again. Yeah. You're in charge of your actions in every day, in every moment and, um, you know, allow it to be empowering. If you, yeah, if you reached out, you have the power to do that and you have the power not to do it again. And I really think that that could be one of the most important things that you do right now. 
And yeah. Yeah, we can help you get there as coaches. You know where to find us. Um, I really want to stress that our hearts definitely go out to people who are dealing with this because we know how painful it can be. We also believe in you. We also want to help you. Our intention with this episode was to give some support to people who are going through this horrible, horrible experience. So yeah. we hope we hope we did that. And if yeah. you want more support, join our Facebook community. Yeah, join the Facebook group. Send us your requests over the DMs. Um, and I think both of us offer complimentary consults if you're interested yeah, um, in yep. coaching but aren't quite sure how it works or aren't sure if we are who we are on the podcast, which I can assure you would <laughs> definitely it, yes. are. Um, <laughs> depending on the package, I have consults that are different, um, okay. different lengths. Um, but oh, if you're interested in coaching, uh, just so you know, it does really help when you DM us to drop your email and we'll be in touch probably the same day to get you info. Awesome. All right. You're doing the right thing listening. So hang in there. Yeah. Hang in there, guys. You've got this and keep tuning in. Well, we're going to be releasing more breakup stuff. And also for people who've been following us for a while and you're starting to get to that stage, dating again. Oh, yeah. Because it's breakups, broken hearts and moving Moving on. on. (laughs) Yeah. Bye. Thanks for listening to X-Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts and moving on. If you like this episode, tag us on your Instagram story so we can connect with you. And you can find me, Claire, on Instagram at Claire Lottas. And me, Janice, on Instagram at Janice If you'd like to join our online community, find us on Facebook at Breakups, Broken Hearts, and Moving On. And here's a preview of our next episode. It's good to help people, but it's never good when you sacrifice yourself or when you put them first. Yeah. It ju- it's just not. I, I really, really believe. And also, it's just the cliche that everyone loves to use is the oxygen mask. If you're yeah. constantly putting on someone else's o- oxygen mask before your own, it, you're not going to be there for yourself or others. Yeah, or stop getting on planes that go fucking down. Like, there you go. You know? that too. That like, too. maybe be like, you know, this has happened like three times in a row where yeah. the plane starts going down and everyone's oxygen masks yeah. are popping down from the ceiling. Maybe don't get on that plane. Maybe take a train. 